Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Welcome to today's episode where we are talking about all things sentiment and sentimental values. So today's actually my anniversary. Um, if you are a part of the Facebook group in the announcement section, it's one of the very first videos that I ever did is a video of me in my wedding dress. Now, for those of you on Facebook, I'm going to show it to you. It's short, it's pink, it has pockets. It is my favorite dress I've ever had, and it's the dress that I got married in. Hey, Brittany, thank you. It's the dress I got married in. So real quick, because you guys are going to understand, but I cannot, listen, I, there is never going to be a time where I pull out this dress and show it to you guys or show it to anybody, and I don't tell you guys the story of our wedding, because I love the story of our wedding. I love the story of my dress. And that is the whole like foundation of what a sentimental item should be. I love everything about this dress. I love everything about our experience. So in Alaska, you have the full head of hair on the baby. Um, in Alaska, we got married in October and we decided after being together for like five or six years or something, and having two kids together that we were done playing house and we wanted to get married. So we decided after kind of like loosely making plans to do a wedding and all this stuff that we were just going to do it. We had had a lot of things going on, a lot of things happen in our life. And we were like, you know what? Like <laughs> we want to do this. We are ready. We're going to get married. So we went and got the paperwork to go get married and got married a few days later and it was exactly how we wanted to get married. Like no stress, not expensive, nobody up in our business, nobody asking us questions. And if you guys know about how I had my last baby, you know that there are some things in my life I like to keep just between my husband and I. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what our, our wedding was. That's exactly what our wedding day was. And I love that even back then we were true to that, to ourselves. Like, we just, we just want some things to be for just us. Right. And so because it was such short, short notice and we lived in the middle of nowhere in Alaska in the middle of winter, <laughs> there was nowhere to find a dress. All I had was this pink dress that we wore to our friend, Kelsey. I don't know if she ever listens to the podcast. Uh, but our friend Kelsey owned a coffee shop. She was really good friends with my husband, James, and I worked for her. And that's actually how James and I met. So anyway, I wore this pink dress to her wedding and James and I had the best time there dancing and we stayed out super late and it was just a super, super fun night where I wore this dress and it was the only dress that I had to wear on the day that we decided to get married. So I wore this dress in the middle of winter in Alaska with silver shoes and it was short and it was pink and I love it. And I love this dress and I love everything about our wedding day. I love 
that we eloped. I love that it felt true to us. I love that we got to surprise everybody. We didn't tell anybody until it was over. We had t-shirts made that said, I married him and I married her. And the reason that I am telling you all of that is because when I pull out this dress, it makes me excited. It makes me happy. It reminds me of our history. It tells our story. It inspires me to tell our story. And that is what a sentimental item should be, right? So as moms, a lot of times we keep all of these things because we're like, I'm so sentimental, right? Or this is sentimental stuff from like our past or whatever. And we're confusing feeling something strong with feeling something sentimental. And we are not realizing that if everything is sentimental, then nothing is. Okay. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about that too. This idea of like, if everything is sentimental, then nothing is. Um, and the example that I have are like baby blankets, right? Cause that actually came up in the group today twice. And people are asking for opinions and thoughts. And like I said, I'm just like I always tell you guys, I'm just going to share you like my thoughts and my practices. You can take it or leave it, take pieces of it, leave parts of it. But if I were to keep every single baby blanket that we had ever had come through our house, whether it was a gift or not, like we're going to have a ton of baby blankets and it's going to be overwhelming to me instead of being something special and something actually truly sentimental. So I don't keep all of the baby stuff. I don't keep all of the baby blankets. I just don't. It, it takes away the value to me. It makes it not special. It makes it not exciting. So for my kids, like my daughter, Brie, she's never been really into blankets. My son, Derek, he's eight now, and he still has his one blanket that he likes to carry around with him. I will keep that blanket forever if he doesn't want to, right? But I'm not going to keep every single blanket, because I don't want to. I don't want to. They don't serve a purpose and they're not, you know, they're not emotionally charged and they're not helping me tell our story, right? Like I can be like, yes, way back in the day, we had 15 baby blankets and they were all so special. Here they are, right? Like that doesn't make me excited. That doesn't inspire me to tell a story. That doesn't make me happy. That just makes me feel kind of like, eh, like I didn't really know what else to do with them. <laughs> And they weren't that special to me, but I felt like I had to keep them, right? So I'm not saying that's how yours make you feel, but when I look at like piles of baby blankets, because we just had two babies in two years, like we have baby blankets here, it doesn't excite me to keep them all. What does excite me to keep are things like the baby carrier that I'm wearing right now, where I can be like, yes, I carried you guys around in this. I got to snuggle you guys. When you got bigger, your big siblings, your older siblings, because Brie will carry um, Kaylee around like in this backpack, in this carrier, like that makes me excited. I'll be like, we, you know, your sisters, your big sister and your big brother used to carry you around in this when you were a toddler. And now, because I am going to keep this forever, you get to carry your babies around it forever. Right. So that's something that is like, that is special to me. That makes me excited. That makes me feel good. That tells our story. That sparks memories for me to tell stories to my kids. I can, you know, like when we moved to California, Breezy used to put Kaylee on her back and walk around and pick oranges while she was on her back. Like that's a cute story and honors our history 
that's what a sentimental item to me is. That's what it should do. It shouldn't be like this, these bunch of bins of baby clothes and baby toys that you didn't know what to do with that you kept forever. And now you're just pushing off into onto your kids, right? Because some of you guys have also posted that in the group where you're like, holy crap, you know, my in-laws just came by and filled up our entire first floor with a bunch of stuff from their childhood. And I don't know what any of this is. None of it looks special. It just looks overwhelming, right? Like that's not, that's not sentimental. That's not telling the story of your childhood. That is overwhelming. And it's a burden to be honest, because now you have to figure out what to do with it and you have to go through it all. And you have to make decisions on like, is this important or is this not, is this special or is this not, do I even know what this is? And do I care? You know, and the answers a lot of times when we get these big, massive amounts of stuff is that we don't, right? We don't feel good about it. It makes us feel something strong, but it's not making us feel something good. Okay. So two takes, take two takeaways from that is that if everything is sentimental, then nothing is okay. You're not going to be excited to be an adult living in a house where half of your stuff is from your childhood, right? You're going to want to be an adult living in a house full of your own kids' stuff and your own stuff, right? With bits and pieces of your history and memorabilia and things that actually make you feel something good, right? And that's part two that I want you to get out of this is that just because it makes you feel something strong doesn't mean it's going to, it doesn't mean that it's making you feel something good, right? Your sentimental things should make you feel something overwhelmingly positive and good. And I think that's where a lot of people get hung up a lot of times is that they get all their childhood stuff or they're wanting to keep all of their kids' childhood stuff. They're like, it's making me feel something. I'm not quite sure what. It's making me feel sad. It's making me feel overwhelmed. It's making me feel like I miss this stage of life, right? But it's not making you feel good. So we're going to talk about how to how to keep those things that actually make it feel good for you, right? Instead of, instead of those negative things. So let me go through and check up on the comments real quick. Um, just, I can't read all of the big ones, but um, I have so many things that I have to tell stories of my childhood. It's hard to choose. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, um, Honestly, I can't see on the comments here, so I'm not going to be able to respond to you guys. It won't let me open it up. I can just see the first sentence, um, but I'll come back and respond to the comments after we hang up. So to me, a sentimental item is something that is emotionally dense and like supercharged with really good energy, really good memories, and really good stories. Okay. So for example, that's my dress. My wedding dress does that for me. Um, my son's blanket, his nine night, as he calls it, that is another thing that I'll keep forever. This baby carrier is something that I'll keep forever. Um, some of you guys know that I have a lot of toys that I plan to keep for my grandkids. Um, some of their stuffed animals, like their little people house, I'll likely keep their Shopkins. Um, because my kids have spent like hundreds I don't, I can't do the math, but maybe even thousands of hours, like playing with these toys that I know are timeless. And I know that my grandkids will get the same kind of joy out of them. And I look forward to being like, when your parents were a kid, they also played with these things, right? I'm not keeping every single toy. I'm only keeping the ones that I know for sure are like the favorites. They will last over 
decades and are pretty timeless things that every single kid over every generation just loves. Um, so they're emotionally and energetically dense. Now, some of you guys also know about the green shorts <laughs> that every single one of our kids has worn. We have these green pair of basketball shorts that my husband and I bought like on clearance rack in the middle of winter in Alaska. And every single one of our kids has worn these shorts and Kaylee fits into them. Now I'll keep them for when Tara fits into them. I don't even really know why we have them, but I think it's so cute and such a fun story that these green shorts have survived a move from Alaska to Florida, Florida to Idaho, Idaho to California, California to wherever it is that we move next. Right. And all of our kids have worn these through all of these different seasons of our life and they're still going strong. Like they have no rips, no tears, like no threads coming undone. Like these shorts are a beast and they're a, they're a piece of our family now. Right. So I tell you guys that because yeah, sometimes we want to keep baby clothes and like their clothes from when they were little. But to me, keeping all of the clothes or even keeping like a huge bin of clothes, isn't that exciting to me? Um, to me. Okay. Now, if it's exciting to you, go ahead and keep it, but it's not exciting to me. And something else that really isn't exciting to me is not keeping all the baby clothes and making a blanket out of it. I know that's a big thing that a lot of people say they're going to do. I don't really ever see people actually doing it, but they say they're going to do it, but that's not exciting to me either. Like the clothes, it, it, I don't know why. It's just, it's not exciting to me. So if that is something that is exciting to you and makes you feel like we'll honor your story and be something that you want to keep around with you for a long, long time, do it, but don't use it as a crutch or an excuse to not make a decision on your stuff. Okay. Now I know that when it comes to sentimental things, it's hard to make these decisions, right? And a lot of times we do things like say we're going to make it into a blanket or say we're going to repurpose it into something. And we never do because it's really, you know, not us trying to honor our stories and our history, but a way to avoid making a decision, right? A way to avoid having to close that chapter of our life, right? <clears throat> because it is hard. It is hard when you decide to be done having babies and to move on to, to the next chapter of your life. I'm not saying that that's not hard, but it, it's hard to make those decisions on what to keep and what not to keep, but it's harder not to. It's harder not to because it's just going to be sitting there accumulating, right? You're just going to get more and more and more and more stuff. It's going to get older and older and older and older, and you're going to get, you're just going to constantly be having this somewhere floating around in your mind of like, I need to make a decision on what to do with those baby toys or what to do with those blankets or what to do with those clothes, or I need to actually sit down and make the blanket out of it. Right. And it's just like another thing on our to-do list nagging at us that we, that we have to do and haven't done yet. Right. So don't let your stuff become something that you're just avoiding making a decision on. Eventually you're going to have to make a decision on it. And the way that you can make those decisions on it is to ask yourself if it's actually something that's making you feel very excited, very reminiscent, very nostalgic, very happy, very, um, like, does it make you want to tell stories about your life or is it more of a burden where you're like, 
I have to make a decision on this. I feel obligated to do something with it. I'm not sure what, right? Like that's not a good feeling. So um, now the last or one other way that I will tell you before I, before I wrap this episode up is that when you are trying to make decisions on these things, ask yourself if it's like, if it's an aid for your story, right? Think of it kind of like a prop. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have like, oh, I look at this shirt and I'm like on June 19th, like this is what happened with this shirt. No, does it, would it be something if you packed it away and didn't see it for like five or 10 years and then all of a sudden you pulled it out and saw it, would you be like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of that time when, or this reminds me of that season of life when, right? Does it aid your story? Does it serve as like kind of a prop and spark that and get your mind remembering all of those good things of your life? Um, don't, don't offend anybody who's doing something really nice for your family and celebrating the day that your baby was born, which is amazing. All right. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.